Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> it's your boy, Henry. <laughs> it's your girl, Elise. <laughs> Welcome back to the ASEAN Coffee Co. podcast. Um, we are two ASEAN baristas who are reorienting specialty coffee and rethinking Robusta by representing ASEAN cultures. And we're so pissed because we have to record this episode again. Yeah, I was like, yo, yo, yo. I wasn't as enthusiastic. I laughed a little bit at the end, but... Our sound didn't work the first time, apparently. <laughs> oh, so annoying. We clearly haven't done this in so long, so therefore we just... <laughs> and it takes us like 30 to 40 minutes to like prep, prep and record. And then 30 to 40 minutes to record. <coughs> and then just, yeah. So we literally did a whole episode, and it was good. Like, I was so... Yeah. We came out of it. I made a stupid joke about my mom's pregnancy, and you don't need to hear that. <laughs> So I was probably a good thing. You like maybe we'll do like a behind the scenes thing, <laughs> but whatever. Anyway, I'm I'm upset. Yeah, we're a little sad because it's like 10:30 at night. We always record it at night. Anyway, but welcome back. We're so excited to be back. It's, it's been a while. Been a long time. Yeah. As you can probably tell by the dates on this episode and the date from the last episode, it's been quite a few yeah. months. Um, like I could have had a kid. Nope, that's not. Oh, wait, no, I didn't. Nope. That's Nine not, months. Nope, yep. That's, but that's not how long it was. And I'm, my pronouns are, I'm, I'm a he, him, so. Okay, yeah. But I'm just saying, people don't know. Okay, true, yeah. My name is Elise, I'm she, her. Um, anyway, so we, <laughs> we have a lot. <coughs> Henry, a lot has happened in the last couple months or so. Um, one, Happy New Year. Happy Lunar New Year, for those of you that celebrated it. Year of the Tiger. Year of the Tiger. We're coming back. We're fiercer than ever. You know what I'm saying? And I have an incredible life update. Um, so the Specialty Coffee Association has a uh, U.S. Brewers Cup championship every year. Um, in addition to a couple of other like barista series um, competitions. And so I was nominated for a competitor spot. Boss. And uh, it's going to be taking place in Boston, Massachusetts in April, April 8th to the 10th to be specific at the uh, Coffee Expo. Um, so if you find yourself at the Coffee Expo, you might also find yourself running into me um, competing. So And I'll be there, most likely to support Elise. Yeah. So come eat us. It's not just, you don't have to compete to go. It's, a, it's an experience, yeah, right? There's exactly. lunch, there's coffee, there's... There's classes, there's old coffee people, there's young coffee people. There's coffee gear, there's coffee inventions, there's... Coffee. Coffee information, coffee, lots of coffee. <laughs> and <clears> so, yeah, um, I'll be competing, and I'm just super excited because it's my first time competing, and I'm just honored to, like, get the chance to do it. I've been wanting to compete for a while now, mm. and so dreams are coming true, you know what I'm saying? So you're the tiger bringing me some good luck, you know? Heck yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's cool to see Elise putting Asian on the map you know most of you guys know we we moved this past fall mm-hmm. both work at new shops so it was just cool to be able to be like to move work at new coffee shops but also like yeah kind of take the next step yeah in our, in our coffee life yeah i'm feeling super excited but now we're going to switch gears to our barista of the week you don't think ooh, we ooh. forgot right technically it's like barista of the month i feel like <laughs> barista of 2022 no. <clears throat> but yeah hey excuse me the the barista of the week this is Excuse me. This is kind of a 
spoiler for uh, that took forever to yeah, say that. Yeah, I was like, what's going on? We just gave this episode, so I'm a little frustrated. So, but uh, my energy is back. So we're talking about India, right? So India is an Asian in, in the continent of Asia. I think there's a lot of presuppositions that people in India are not Asian, and yeah. so this is just more of an informative thing. So that's today's countries, the coffee history in India. And so today's barista of the week is a lady named Su Sunalini N. Manone. And she's Indian and she is Asia's first professional in the field of coffee tasting, otherwise known as coffee cupping, which is basically you have gonna <coughs> coffee take I'm coughing. Putting probably all the coffee to drink. Putting coffees out on like in like a little cupping bowls, little bowls, and you're taste testing them, right? Evaluating them based on taste, the body, the acidity. We've quality talked about control. this quality yeah. control. We've talked about this, and she she's the first professional in this, and she is dubbed as Asia's first lady of coffee. Yeah, which is huge because that's pretty cool. She's a woman. Like, I can speak for most women in saying that, like, being a first lady of anything is an honor, but also she is like seen as India's first mm. female, like matriarch basically of like the coffee industry so yeah it, it's incredible to see the work that um that she's done yeah and so this is this is cool this is kind of someone's experience with her he says in less than 20 minutes we arrived at her lab and his first meeting with her a woman of significant stature in the coffee industry worldwide and an absolute monumental figure to coffee in india she's been working to improve indian coffee for decades in her lab with 20th and 21st century equipment. Walls were filled with grinders and mugs and, and packages of coffee from all around the world in various knickknacks. She's a delightful woman, maybe 5'3", with short gray hair and a ready smile. She's elegantly beautiful, but carries herself with an endearing humility that belies her deep knowledge and place of honor in Indian coffee. From the moment I met her, she seemed very grateful that I was there and I was in turn very grateful to her for inviting me. She made some apologies about her size of her facility, which was totally unnecessary, right? Yeah. And was said about the business of cupping the coffee. So it's so cool to see that she wasn't this pretentious coffee barista that a lot of people think, yeah, or have the, you know people think the coffee people are. But she's just nice older lady, think like grandma who's just so. Yeah. Hospitable and she loves people with a smile on her face. Yeah. And so this is just a woman that I would love to meet. Yeah. Which um, is which is kind of unique too because I feel like a lot of coffee professionals like are around our age in their twenties or thirties and some even in their forties, of course, like how you said James Hoffman is yeah. I think in his forties and coffee so, plant tattoo. Yeah, coffee plant tattoos. They're like baristas with ducks and they wear cool Vintage clothes. Listen to Phoebe Bridgers. Sure, maybe. I don't That's know. me. <laughs> but but this is a woman who is like, yeah, like could be your older aunt or like your grandma or something. And she's probably seen so much history and so much change in um, the coffee industry in India. So I just, yeah, I would also love to meet her just like sit down and chat over a cup of coffee. Yeah, she seems like a great woman. But hey, now we're on our Kalita cup, which uh, I finished mine. Technically, it wasn't a Kalita cup because we don't have the Kalita wave here. Uh, We're missing some equipment right now. Yeah, we had to brew with no scale, no uh, burr grinder, no... <laughs> the wrong filter. Wrong filter. I mean, we did our best, you know what I'm saying? 
but it wasn't bad. No, but it was great. So can you talk a little more about it? Yeah, that? so we're not drinking an Indian coffee yet, but we are drinking a China coffee. It's a washed coffee from the Yunnan region, Catamore varietal. And my the unique thing about this China coffee is that it's roasted by my friend, Josh Maines, who runs a small batch company, Glory Coffee Co., and based out of Connecticut. And honestly, like, you don't need to be some crazy big specialty shop yeah. to buy from. Like, this is the little guy, right? Yeah. This is someone who is new to coffee. He really wants to, to continue roasting. And it was cool because he had never thought to buy coffee from an Asian country until he heard our podcast. So he saw Asian coffee going, which is so cool. He's like, China coffee? I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, so he sent this to me, uh, which was a blessing. And it's really good, right? It, yeah. The way we... I finished mine, right? But I remember when I had it, it had this very blueberry like mm -hmm. on the front end, but this nice chocolatey hazelnut body. It was a light medium roast, and I was kind of surprised that it still had the consistency of like a lighter roast coffee, but I still really, really enjoyed it despite that. Like, I'm not a particular fan of nutty taste, mm -hmm. but the way Elise described it, which we'll say in a minute, that, that made me like appreciate it more. One of the notes on it is butterscotch on yeah. the bag. For me, I definitely like blueberry was definitely the fruit forward note, um, but for me, it was also really sweet. So it kind of tasted like a blueberry pastry, like a blueberry pie. So it had a lot of that like caramelized brown sugar taste to it. But anyway, so back to the history of coffee in India. Oh, actually, before we do that, uh, thanks again, Josh. We really appreciate it. And also like, I'm just, it makes my heart really so happy to hear that like, our podcast helped give you interest in roasting Asian coffee. So that's like what this is all about. So that's really exciting. So anyway, back to the history of coffee in India. As we all know, India is particularly known for um, being a very like tea forward country. Um, chai, of course, we all know what chai is. And there is very, very few coffee shops in the United States that does not sell chai. So we've Every also, shop. yeah, I mean, we have, adopted chai into the specialty coffee world now even though it's technically a tea but it's kind of the same thing like matcha like matcha oh yeah you know like matcha and chai you didn't say that in the first part so that's good yeah that's true yeah so the second time's a chai yeah but even like we we have paired up coffee with chai you get your dirty chai mm -hmm. on bar right extra spicy extra dirty mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. it, it's something that every every shop has and i like chai yeah so. also it's not chai tea because it's redundant right it's just chai just chai. Just chai. Just chai. But chai be there, BB, you know? Yeah, chai be there, BB. <laughs> but this is how coffee actually came about in India. So it started out with an Indian Muslim saint named Baba Budan, who while returning from a pilgrimage to Mecca, he smuggled seven coffee beans, which was which is a very high number in the Islamic faith, an important number in the Islamic faith. So he hid seven coffee beans in his beard. And like he got across the border, which is like, it's like that, like Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible, Jason Bourne type stuff. Maybe he could be the next James Bond. Yeah, Born I doubt that. The Spider-Man, I don't know. Like, yeah, but it said Baba Buddha. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he literally snuck them in. I can just imagine he's like, like secretly like going through and there's like the dogs with the lasers on their, on their heads. And like he's like hiding under a box and he like moves a couple inches and then he like stops when the flashlight gets near him and then he keeps going a couple more inches. Like that's that's like the image in my head. Um, but like this is like where it went from there, right? It, it's technically at the time it was 
illegal to take green coffee out of Arabia, which actually I didn't research why, but it was illegal at the time, probably because it was some sort of crop some, that was special, yeah, some, some governmental. Thing, yeah. And but it was considered a religious act as the saint carried the seven coffee beans, which is a very important again number in the Islamic faith. And this was the beginning of the coffee industry in India, particularly in the the Karnataka. Karna Karna. Karnataka. Oh my God, state. Karnataka. Karnataka. We I looked up how to say these and I still can't say them. <laughs> Karnataka state, right? And then we see from here in 1670, systematic cultivation began by mostly private native Indian owners, so very private farmers. And the first plantation wasn't established until 1840 around Baba Budang Giri and its surrounding hills in Kar- Karnataka. Karnataka. Which, again, Elise was pointing out in the first part, the first time we recorded this. Oh. We're going to say to that a so few more petty. times. So <laughs> petty. That 1670s when coffee started growing, but it wasn't until 1840 that like farms were kind of, and plantations were sprouting. It was very yeah. private, and then it became a vast thing. But then it's as... 200 years later. 200 it's years. crazy. I could have had, had a kid. I could have had a couple <laughs> kids <laughs> that time. <laughs> But as all great things, we see that coffee had its issues, not because of the people that brought it in, but because of the people that came in trying to change it. Colonialism. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, colonialism has its ups and downs. I mean, lots of downs for sure. But the upside is that it started to spread coffee presence um, to all, all throughout India in the mid 19th century. And coffee plantations flourished because of this. And so you see a lot of this rapid spread to South India. And so initially, Arabica was really popular, but a, a lot a lot of the times I would see with a lot of other Asian countries, um, there was a serious coffee rust infestation. And so Robusta and other rust-tolerant hybrid varieties of Arabica became really popular. And so this, this is the most common variety of coffee that's grown in the country of Karnataka, alone accounting for 70% of production of this variety. And so fast forward many, many years later to the 1940s, Indian filter coffee, which in this case would be a sweet milky coffee made from about 70 to 80% roasted coffee beans, dark roasted coffee beans, and about 20 to 30% chicory becomes a commercial success, huge success. And so only a couple years later in 1942, the government decides to regulate the export of coffee and protect the small and marginal farmers by passing the Coffee 7 or VII Act of 1942. And this is under which the Coffee Board of India gets established and is operated by the Ministry of Commerce and Industry. So this not only becomes like just some small export and trade, this becomes like a national trade. And so um, the Coffee Board of India is also currently still operating. And so this government, um, the government dramatically increases their control of coffee exports in India and pulls in the people who are growing it as well. And so this reduces the incentives for farmers to produce high quality coffee and eventually the quality becomes a little stagnant. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. I'm not, I'm not Muslim, but you know, if, if we see that, you know, the guy who smuggled the coffee in his beard, mm-hmm. he, he did seven beans, right? And we see it's the Coffee 7 Act of mm-hmm. 1942 where, where coffee was starting to, to be a little more protected. Yeah. The government, again, 
call it a coincidence or whatnot, but it was just really cool to see yeah. that, that number seven. There's a significance there. Yeah, there's, there is a significance yeah, there. And definitely. so that's really cool. That's cool. So over the last 50 years or so, coffee production in India has grown by over 15%. So that means we fast forward to like the 1990s. So in 1991, the year of, of me, because I was the year born. Of our we were Henry. born. Well, at least was born in 1990. I'm five. Not no, the, no, in the 1990s. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was okay. 96. At least was older than me. <laughs> and so in 91, economic liberation takes place in India, and this industry takes full advantage of cheap labor costs of production. A couple years later, in 93, a monumental. Intern, internal Sales Quota, or ISQ for short, made the first step in liberalizing the coffee industry by entitling farmers, coffee farmers to sell 30% of their productions within India. So that's pretty big because yeah. a lot of the countries you talked about in the past have a hard time selling domestically, I think, and most of it is used for um, international trade or export. Um, and so this was further amended in 94, only a year later, to uh, by the free sale quota or FSQ, which permitted large and small scale growers to sell between 70 and 100% Whoa. of their coffee, either domestically or internationally. So lots more options for them. And then the last and final amendment takes place in 96, not Woo! 95, weirdly enough. I was born in 96. Um, so in 96, they saw the liberation of coffee for all growers in the country and a freedom to sell their produce wherever they wanted. Um, this is where I made the bad joke, so I'm not going to say anything about my birth. <laughs> I did kind of want you to say it, but never mind. <laughs> I feel like a lot of this is me telling the jokes I already told on part one, and Elise is like, it's like a pity laugh at this point. I like it, though. Well, sometimes I do. <laughs> but anyway, so that's a lot of history to take in, and there's still so much left to be unpacked. But we are going to unpack where coffee industry in India is at now in part two. And so <laughs> That's kind of funny. We're I know, yeah. We're about it now, later. Because <laughs> we a ain't recording a third. moments later. Two episodes later. Yo, what if we did that? Oh, let me do I think I think that's a trademark. I think that is a trademark. Like, look, it's me! Spongebob is trademarked. <laughs> um, but instead, we want to highlight some events that have been happening within the last decade or so. Yeah, and so as of 2021, uh, Araku Coffee has consistently won scores from their coffee as high as 94 from industry experts. Basically, what- oh, 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 we just want to mention too, Araku Coffee is a specialty coffee shop in India. In India, yes. And so we see that score 94, that is very high. Huge. Right, if you I go mean, to any, yeah, like any coppings you go to, most high quality coffees get at least above an 87. Most probably get above a 90, but above a 94 is like- Inconsistently? Yeah, that's good too. Yeah. Consistently, and, and says they're very proud of our 12 year journey and thrilled to announce that the 13th annual edition of Jens of Araku is going online for the first time. And so to kind of explain what they're saying by that is Araku coffee is exposed to some of the world's most renowned coffee via the Jens of Araku competition adapted from the cup of excellence and SCA cupping protocols or specialty coffee association, association cupping protocols, basically what they're saying is that professionals have tasted this coffee. It's not like... Peer-reviewed, folks. <clears throat> Peer-reviewed. Bibliography. <laughs> Works cited. So I didn't make that joke the first time, okay? So one. you need to laugh harder. I do like that one. <laughs> <clears throat> but since 2009, Gems of Araku, an annual harvest festival curated by Nandi Foundation, brings 
eminent coffee experts from across the globe together to recognize and celebrate these gems, quote unquote, among coffees of the entire Iraqi region. The event has ensured that thousands of tribal farmers have access to global coffee expertise, which is cool. So what they're saying is that every coffee farmer has Mm -hmm. the chance to have their coffee be tried by really well-known people in the community. Mm -hmm. Typically, it's we buy the best of the best, but in this case, they get to try everything. I'm not saying one is bad per se, but it's good to be able to help the farmers who might not be as skilled as other farmers to get better. Or even have like less exposure, if Mm, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, no, less exposure. It gives a chance for them to be heard and seen, right? And in our pursuit of excellence to farmers and our in-house experts have actively worked with international cuppers and coffee evangelists, cord, to improve the quality of the bean year after year. So they want to get better. Yeah, definitely. Right? There's, there's, there's no ceiling. There's no ceiling. You made this joke last time, and <laughs> you're trying to come up with some like weird proverb. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, there. You do. You just keep going up. Like you want to keep getting better, but if there's no bottom, the top falls. No, you said if there's no ceiling, then there's no foundation or something like that, which yeah. makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> if there's no ceiling and no foundation, then it, there is nothing. There is falls. <laughs> Proverb. Okay, but but what I also mentioned last time too is that like I just think it's really cool that that that's what I love about specialty coffee is that none not a lot of people in the specialty coffee community settle for less like we are always searching for ways to make coffee better for it to taste better to be made better to find better ways to brew like etc so this is just another way that we wanted to highlight this specific Asian country that is seeking to make their coffee industry better. Um, so yeah. I'm very tired because we've already done this once. <laughs> but hey, that that technically formally concludes part one. But don't leave yet because we still have some really cool stuff. This is almost like a preview mm-hmm. of into part two because we as Asian, Asian Coffee have met some really cool people in yes. the Indian coffee community that are going to give us more of an insight on what's going on right now. At least mm-hmm. has some people on that I have another one. Yeah. So, so um, we made a new friend recently. His name is Ethan Darla. He is a... F is for friends who do stuff together. U is for Shut you up. and me. I'm trying to talk about Ethan. Sorry. Ethan is a really cool uh, barista, roaster, small business owner, etc. And you name it. I mean, he's doing the work. And based out of Atlanta, Georgia, um, he really had a lot of great insight on the uh, specialty coffee industry in India. Um, And you'll hear a little bit more of his voice later in part two. Um, But he and our other good friend, Marissa, started Tan Brown Coffee. They are a small batch roastery also based out of Atlanta, Georgia. They uh, actually sent us some coffee, so we've been meaning to try it. And maybe you'll hear a little more about it in part two. But check them out if you have the chance. Tan Brown Coffee, Asian-owned. And it's just so cool to see the work that they're doing and um, we're so excited to see where they go from here and you may even see some more collaborations who can know yeah but um ethan was uh kind enough to also direct us to someone that henry wants to talk about yes so this is really cool so this is i think we talked about the the first lady in in asian the first lady of asia coffee earlier and this is just another boss woman Mm -hmm. in coffee right her name is Pravina 
Sundaraj. I'm so sorry if I'm saying your last name wrong, but Pravina, <clears throat> she's Indian, right? I'm reading her Instagram bio right now. She's a boy mom. She's a marketer. She's a coffee roaster, coffee roaster and a Q grader. Huge. Oh, man. Q grader is like prestigious in the coffee community. Oh, my gosh. I mean, to be a Q grader, you have to go through like extensive training and testing and all this stuff. It's intense. You're basically the sommelier <clears throat> of wine if you're a Q grader of coffee. It's you like know? quality control grading. I was listening to this podcast about a month ago by Lucia Solas. Check her out oh, if you want to listen. Great. She's she, very good. Yeah. Her voice is so nice. I know. I love yeah. it. Our voices are weird. So. <laughs> Mine is. But Lucia says that like getting this license is not like a driver's license test. It's it's You can't just walk in and get it. Yeah. Except it took me like four tries to get my license. So <laughs> apparently, apparently it's like a Q grader test for me. But just kidding. But she, this this lady Pravina, she runs Drift Coffee Roasters, a mobile coffee shop in Birmingham, Alabama. And I'm gonna talk with her too, just about kind of her upbringing and the state of coffee now, and what it's like, what it's like being a female running a coffee shop, mm-hmm. basically from scratch. It's really hard yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just super cool to see the impact that she's made in the coffee community. Yeah, and we're so excited to be able to share resources and people that you can connect to that are in the United States because a good majority of our uh, listener base is in the United States. And so I'm just excited to also know that like there are people um, not too far away from us who are really doing some amazing things. So um, last but not least, as we wrap up India, so that's India, right? We are also so excited to announce our collaboration that we've been talking about for the last couple episodes or two. It's been a long time coming. Drumroll, please. <laughs> Cosmic Dust Coffee Roasters times ASEAN Coffee Co. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> and what's super unique about this coffee is... It's Asian. It's Asian. <laughs> it's Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you were... Okay, you talk, you talk. <laughs> I have my thought on this. I have so I know what you're gonna say, and um, I know you probably know what I'm gonna do. I said you go first. Okay, okay. Because mine's a tangent. Okay, okay, okay. So Cosmic Dust Coffee Roasters, small batch roastery, women owned, Vietnamese owned in San Jose, California. Uh, Jenny, Jenny is an amazing, amazing person. Um, so yeah, she just roasts for fun, and we connected um, last year and. She thought it would be a great idea to do a collaboration bag of beans. And so she helped us roast a Thai and Vietnamese coffee. And Because um, I'm Thai, at least Vietnamese. Yeah, because Henry's Thai and I'm Vietnamese. And so it makes sense, right? Um, and so we're super excited about that collaboration bag. It should be coming out any minute now. But what's super cool about this bag is that it's fighting evil by moonlight. Winning love by daylight, <laughs> never <laughs> running from a real fight. She is the one named Sailor Moon. Yeah. So Cosmic Dust Coffee Jenny is also a huge fan of Sailor Moon, just like Henry and I. And of yeah. course, tuxedo had... mask, Sailor <laughs> Pluto stand, baby. <laughs> Freaking Artemis. Sorry. Go. Of course, we had to include our one true love, Sailor Moon in um, our coffee bag. So um, we were able to connect with an amazing um, graphic designer, Sierra Rosario, who was so gracious enough to help us um, with our coffee bag design. And they just really brought this vision to life of basically Henry and I looking like 
Sailor Moon, like, pretty girl, solar. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Yeah. Like, I look like an anime character. It's so cool. So we're super excited to share that with you. So follow us on Instagram at Code for more information with updates on when that bag is being released, where you can buy it. And a portion of our proceeds will be going to... Um, a uh, women's organization in Vietnam, actually, that uh, provides resources for education for for women. And so um, we just, whoa. (laughs) So we're super excited about that. And um, yeah, stay tuned and we'll let you know. Another update. Yes, so I have another thing. And again, this is the second time we recorded this. I did this at the the first part of the first episode, the first time we recorded this, whatever. Hey, update. So if you remember our last episode, it was the, the rich coffee history of coffee in the Philippines. 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 And at the very, shout out to my boy, Feli, who's a Filipino barista. At the very mm-hmm. end of that episode, I was like, hey, I just found out this week that the Philippines are having this opportunity to buy your own coffee plant, to buy your own coffee shrub, which is super cool. It's based out of this company called Plant Coffee Pilipinas. 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 And <clears throat> this is super cool. So you 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 donate. It's like ten bucks to buy a coffee shrub. You get to name it. So Asian Coffee Co. Shrub. Hell yeah. And you get this app, and I'm looking at it right now, where literally like you get to choose the part of the country you want it grown. You'll get monthly email updates from the farmer who you'll get to meet <clears throat> on Zoom, and it even says here you'll get to meet the farmer when it's, when it's safe to travel. Like look, like you'll oh meet my gosh. the farmer. <laughs> And you get to check your tree on a phone with oh your gosh. mobile lap, Stop. phone, laptop. We'll give you the coordinates, and oh it's super dope. It's you can check it's on so. Your baby coffee I know tree. it's so much better than adopt a highway. Oh my god! Right? <laughs> <laughs> we don't need no highway. You want no. a coffee tree? We'll get you a coffee tree. And what's super cool is that it's not like it's a one-time donation, and you just sit back and relax. It's a one-time donation, but they want you to donate like every six months or so, mm-hmm. which hopefully you could do that more. Mm-hmm. Um. Just to see the updates on your coffee strip. So keep. So I, I was doing some research on this earlier, and basically they're only taking Filipino currency right now. So I'm reaching out to their to the person who's leading this up to see what we can do to still get one. Is there a way to transfer money? Can we still give them U.S. dollars? And so I I want them to take our money so we can get a coffee strip. Take our money. Take our money. I want Asian Coffee Co. Plant Baby. Which will be super cool. And again, I'm gonna keep giving you guys updates on that and i think it's just super cool because we don't want to just do an episode on a country and and not ever talk about it again and so it's just super cool that we can see the the update on the filipino coffee tree and we'll give you more updates on the other countries as we kind of go on and whatnot yeah it's super cool too because the harvest is 100 percent owned by the farmers since it's adopt a tree and not a farm so it's really like Farmer, um, what's the word like? Farmers only. Farm- farmers only. <laughs> That's a dating website. <laughs> oh hey, I'm single. Just putting it oh out there. My- <laughs> <laughs> Watch this episode air, and all of a sudden you're like getting girlfriend. People just slide in my DMs. Like, Yo, this Ty barista works oh. outside DC. No, <laughs> Henry dot low on no. IG. <laughs> That was actually the best joke. <laughs> that that did not happen in the that first. That did not. Episode. That did not happen in the first. 
Through. I just take it to you get Yeah, sorry, folks. Yeah, her. sorry. So I think on that note, I think I want to end it there. <laughs> um, big thanks to Uzuhan for letting us use his instrumental of the song. Bro. Korean American rapper based out of Atlanta, Georgia. You should also check him out. He's great. Everyone's at Uzuhan music. Everyone's from Atlanta. Yeah, we we just need to move to Atlanta. Is what it seems like. Our boy Murph just moved there. Like what the heck? Oh man. I can't move again. That, was, <laughs> that, we, that That's what caused us to be gone for like five months is us freaking moving. So. Moving. So anyway, but yeah, big thanks. And um, thanks for being patient with us, guys. Um, we'll, we're back and we're ready and we're hitting the ground running. So stay tuned for part two of India and stay tuned for our updates on our collaboration bag with Co- Cosmic Dust. Um, but other than that, we'll see yeah, you guys next time. We love you guys. Love the music's you. probably playing right now. And I'm awkwardly speaking on it or you haven't started the music yet i'm just gonna do that now oh no <laughs> uh, guys i'm really open we don't have to record this again we won't we won't i promise we won't. We're, i'm looking at the sound right now and we're good <laughs> we're good thanks y'all see you next time Bye-bye. bye bye